Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. This is episode 89. Uh, fat, two Fat Ladies was last week or last fortnight, but now we've moved on. Um, me, of course, and as I said, we, my brother Matt is here with us. How are you? Oh, howdy. How was that for an intro? Fancy seeing you here. Yeah. Do you come here very often? <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> I don't know if it was a good intro or not. I wasn't listening. Yeah, fair enough. No one else will be anyway, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, um, here to talk about a few things gaming. Um, and obviously this week, or since we recorded last, I should say, there's been two games come out. Um, I think... Just Cause had just dropped before we recorded, possibly. Yeah, I think I um, mentioned it on the last yeah. episode. But, yeah, Matt's been playing some more Just Cause 3. Um, of course, we've continued to be playing the older games, like um, Fallout, I've just finished, after realising after two weeks that I hadn't actually completed the game. So I went back to finish that. Um, and a bit of Star Wars as well, but I've also been playing Rainbow Six Siege. Uh I'll get Matt actually to talk about Just Cause for a little bit. What do you reckon? Um, well, okay. So it's pretty fun um, for doing crazy shit. So it's an open world game. You play as Rico Rodriguez, who I'm pretty sure was the dude in the last two. Yeah, definitely the last and one. And you are in the island nation of Medici in presumably some kind of Caribbean fucking country. Sounds nice. And, um, yeah, you are From what fighting. I've seen, it just seems to be uh, the same as Just Cause 3. Well, uh, Just Cause 2. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, Almost you, the same as Just Cause 3. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're um, trying to, like, get rid of this dictator from the fucking country, and you do that by using a wingsuit, a parachute, and a grappling hook to just fly around and blow shit up. Pretty much the same as number two then. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fun. The load times I noticed were kind of shitty, but I've been playing it offline a bit, which, um, like, the only online functionality is leaderboards and stuff from what I can see. But um, if you play it disconnected from the internet, the load times are a little bit better. So Uh, that's good. If you die a lot, it's a bad thing then. Yeah, load times kind of suck when you're dying a shitload. But... um, yeah, I mean, it's an open-world game. It's super fun. So... Well, that's what you want. If you like that kind of thing, get amongst it. I've still, I haven't played much of the story, to be honest, because I've just been <laughs> grappling hook and fucking wingsuiting around <laughs> and um, just clearing out the enemies out of checkpoints and towns and stuff. Is it a serious game? Because I'd like... I've mentioned it multiple times. I've only played a little bit of number two, but I own it on everything. Um, and it kind of reminds me in a way of the uh, Far Cry, like, spin-off type thing, but kind of like what they did with um, GTA and uh, what's the other one that you've played a lot of? Saints Row. Yeah, Saints Row. <laughs> I always forget the name of that one. Anyway, um, where it's kind of like a a mock on GTA. Like they put um, a lot of stupid shit in there just to make it more fun. Well, it's not 
like, okay, so it's not exactly stupid stuff. Like, Saints Row is fucking out there. Yeah. Just Cause 3, you're still, it's like kind of anchored in reality still. Mm-hmm. I mean, as with a grappling as hook. real as grappling hook straight in, straight into the ground, <laughs> dying is. Because I've I've seen like some pictures, and I was actually flicking through the art book the other night, and um, yeah, there's like riding on the top of fucking jet fighters and stuff like that, and you know, it just seems like one of those kind of piss take games from the way they've marketed it. It's um, it it has like serious a seriousness to it in the story where it's like you're trying to... It's basically the um, the nation that Rico Rodriguez comes from mm-hmm. and he's finally come back to fucking clear out these, this dictator and his army. Cool. Um, but, yeah, so, like, you've got, you know, friends and family and stuff intertwined in the story um, that are used for suspense and stuff, I guess, but not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I haven't gone into the story very much, but as for um, running around blowing shit up, it's just kind of like a military shooter. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. I mean, third person, obviously. But um, yeah. there's cool stuff, like you can call in rebel drops with guns and vehicles and shit. So you get one beacon um, per life, I guess, mm-hmm. unless you go to a checkpoint and get another one. Uh, and... Okay. Um, you can use that beacon to call in a rebel drop, which we can. You can go into your pause menu and select one of each type of gun that you can hold. So there's like a heavy weapon, um, a light like pistol or Uzi, and something else. And then you can also pick a vehicle, choosing between boat, plane, and car, and tanks, cool. obviously, and helicopters. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then you just throw the beacon and this fucking container, like shipping container, falls out of the sky <laughs> and blows up with all confetti and shit. And there's your, there's your vehicle. Nice. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, in that way, it's kind of sort of pretty light. Yeah. But um, for the most part, you know, it's just you're running around blowing shit up. It's fun if you like wrecking shit. Yeah, and fair enough. it looks fucking amazing, to be honest. The... The loads, the load times are kind of shit, but I tell you what, the fucking landscapes are incredible. Like the, I had the issue with um, what was it I was playing Fallout Four, where I stood on that rock, some rock overlooking the city, and I yeah. could see the actual line where the texturing on the water ended. Oh yeah, yeah, and it that was does happen like a bit. Shitty looking behind, beyond that. Yeah. In Just Cause Three, like you can be in the middle of the air, just wingsuiting hundreds of fucking meters above the sea, like a K above the sea or whatever, looking out at these islands and they all look magnificent. Mm. I'll have to show you it a little bit later, but Sounds it, good. man, it looks friggin' awesome. Uh, so, well, I've been actually keeping yeah. an eye on it because I'd like to pick it up because I've, I've really enjoyed, like I said, you know, playing the... Uh, Fall, not Fallout, Far Cry. <laughs> playing Far Cry not long ago, loved playing through that. And every now and again, I just jump in and have a bit more of a go because I just enjoy it. So I've been looking at this one thinking, yeah, maybe this would be a good one for the Xbox. Might grab a copy of it soon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We'll it's pretty it fun. Go. I've been playing it a bit um, in between Battlefront, obviously. And I just started, 
uh, well, I kind of went back to Assassin's Creed Syndicate because I dropped out away from that when Fallout 4 came out. And then it obviously was Battlefront and now Just Cause 3. And I still haven't finished Assassin's Creed Syndicate, so I've kind of gone back into that. Plus, today, the Jack the Ripper DLC came out, yeah. which the PSN store tells me is 17 gig to download. That's pretty big DLC. Um, I don't know if that's going to be less... Like, you know how you download stuff with patches and stuff and it's yeah. just preparing to download and it takes some of the assets that are already there for the game? Mm-hmm. I don't know if this will do that or if it'll be an entire new 17 gig download because it might be standalone. I don't know because they've done that before. With, yeah, they uh, have. Like the Freedom Cry DLC was a standalone option. But I don't know. Um, so that came out today. So once I finish the story, I'll play that. And hopefully by the next time we record... Um, I will be able to talk about it. Sounds good. Which should be just after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll do the end of year. Yeah, we'll do Game of the Year and then I'm going to bloody Cairns for two weeks. Sounds tough. Yeah, so after that, it might be an extended break between episodes starting the new year. Yep, sounds good. But we'll see. Anyway. try and finish this one off on a high. Um, (laughs) Rainbow Six Siege. (laughs) Yeah, Rainbow Six Siege. I watching the videos for this one when it first got launched looked incredible. You know, I mean, as do most of the Tom Clancy games. You know, they do a good job. Um, Ubisoft Montreal. It's one of their you know biggest selling games. The Rainbow Six um, ones that they've worked on anyway. Mm. But yeah, again, it's it's completely different to all other first person shooters because it's a tactical shooter. So you get shot twice, you die. And then you don't get revived. You just bleed out on the floor and watch other people, you know, getting taken out. Um, I put it in day one and played it straight away. And there weren't too many people on and I was doing pretty well. You know, you get in there and there's these things called situations, which are like your training kind of runs. And it takes you through the, uh, there's 10 different ones that you do. And it takes you through all the different types of modes, I guess, that, you know, for lack of a better term, um, or situations that the terrorists have got themselves into and you've got to get them out. Um, so you've got things like there's uh, a bomb you know, that you've got to get into a house that's heavily fortified to try and, you know, disarm. Uh, there could be... Um, Is it 5v5 you know, or...? Um, there are different modes, and 5v5 seems to be the most normal multiplayer mode. Yep. Um, and you get to choose, like, you can actually go in there and you'll automatically get given a recruit. Um, and the recruit, you can kind of flick through different characters that are pre-made... Um, and then, yeah, you basically go in there and just pick the, the loadouts of those that you want to try, and then you can eventually go through and buy them because um, you get points for wins and, and kills and all those types of things. Does it have um, in-game transactions for you to be able to kind of pay to win to buy those things, or uh, yeah, have you noticed yeah. that? So, well, you can – well, you get points basically for every everything you do, Mm. Uh, and you use those to to buy people and, you know, not too many upgrades that I saw. Um, I have played it for a fair bit, but I've really just been mucking around trying to actually do the the gameplay. And, uh, you know, because on the first day, it did seem kind of easy. Um, 
but then I went out, I didn't play that game for a few days or I played it for a few days, sorry. And then when I didn't play it for a few days, obviously everybody just got a lot better with the maps. Yeah. And so you got fucked up. Yeah. I got destroyed because it's all, you know, very close, you know, in-house kind of combat. Mm. And if you're the, the terrorist group, for instance, and you've got to either survive being attacked or you've got a hostage or something, you fortify an area. So each person has two, uh, like, wall kind of um, – uh, I can't remember what the word is for them at the moment. How good is that? Unbelievable. Um, you, anyway, they're like, uh, like a roller door kind of thing that you just nail to the wall so that it can't be blown up or they need to have oh, special, yeah. um, like, uh, frag packs and things to be able to get through fortified areas yeah but you, you go and bar up all the windows and then you can set you know like uh little traps or there's barbed wire traps that you can put down and stuff to slow people down so you know you, you run around doing all that and you've got about a minute or 40 seconds to do that as quickly as possible prep your uh, area and then yeah the, the and then popo come in yeah well while they're doing that while they're preparing in most of them uh the police outside like everybody will have access to a drone so as soon as it starts a drone gets dropped and you've got to drive it in and find an entry point which could be just like a you know a little uh air conditioning unit type thing or you know something along those lines or a crack in a wall or whatever you've got to try and get into um and then you go around you try and find the bomb and you try and do what you can to you know set yourself up how long you, do you get to do that? As long as you so like? Same amount of time. Oh, yeah. Four seconds or whatever it works out to be. And, yeah, once you're in there, then it's just on. So you can basically get in there and watch what they're doing and putting up all the, you know, the well, multiple different types of ways they're going to try and stop you. Mm. Um, but then you run in and if you get shot twice, you're dead. <laughs> it's so frustrating. Yeah. Especially if you suck like you do. Yeah, exactly. But so, it'd be good if you had a, like, so you're playing 5v5 and you have five of your mates. Yeah, four, if you had you five of your mates, it would be good because the other problem was that a lot of people on there are just dropping into games or yeah. you know, it's just putting five randoms together. Not, not many talking. people not many people have head, headsets at all. Yeah. So the ones that did were much better games. Yeah, yeah. But obviously. at the same time... You got to wonder if the other team are, you know, talking as well. Because if they're not, then that's the reason why you're smashing them. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but even even so, if you're defending a room, you need mm. less communication than if you're trying to take it. Yeah, very like true. If someone yeah. with their drone sees an entryway to get in then and strategically, mm-hmm. yeah, you can fucking say, hey, this way there's less. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, we'll be able to get through. But it's pretty good because when you are fortifying the room, you can see the drones coming in. And you can try and shoot them, so it stops them being able to, you know, put together a little bit of a plan. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So it makes That's it kind of good. Annoying. Yeah. So, but it's not that easy to do because it's like a little rover thing, so it's yeah. about as big as a shoebox kind of thing, and yeah. it's just it motors around real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of annoying. But you enjoying it or? Um, yeah, I've, I've still been playing getting? it. I've still been playing it. Um, it's not really my kind of game. Because what if you the, had mates with you playing it? If you did have mates that were playing it or you just really enjoyed a really tactical shooter, yeah. then 
Yes, definitely. It's it's by far the best of the the Rainbow Six games that I've played. Um, and I mean, that's the way the game is. It always has been like that. You know, the the only thing with this that is different to some of the other earlier Rainbow Six games is like there's no there's only really one way that you can point at something. So if you're, say, almost bleeding out on the ground, you can kind of highlight a person, but you're not highlighting them, you're just setting a, a waypoint on everyone's screen. So if you're, if you just want to be a douche, you get shot and you're lying on the ground and you can actually, like if you get shot, I think, two times and they're not critical hits, then you'll just lay down and bleed out and you can press square to kind of keep compression on the wound so you don't bleed out faster. That's right? pretty cool. Yeah. And by doing that, you can look around a little bit and you're not like, um, oh, there's been a few games where you had that kind of second chance thing. Yeah. Uh, like Battlefield did a few or Battlefield 3 had second chance anyway. Um and you could kind of crawl around and move around and still see things. Yeah. But in this, you don't really have much like chance to move. You can't look around the room and pick all this different stuff. So, can you um, be healed while you're bleeding out? Uh, you can be, but it it's dangerous. Yeah. Because if you've been shot and they've left you to bleed out, then there's normally someone looking. And yeah, if you're you a start- trap. Yeah, if you start calling for help and stuff like that, then everyone's going to get nailed. So, yeah. But there is a medic that can actually uh, heal people. Mm. So, but they're not all that useful apart from healing. Healing, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, they still have a gun and everything, but yeah, they're not like some of the character builds in the game are really good. There's, you know, like just dudes way armored up and they've got shields and stuff and you know they're really good for busting down doors and things and you know if you can get that kind of a person into into place in a door frame then the bad dudes really aren't going to have too much of an opportunity to shoot people yeah but at the same time it's hard to shoot past those guys as well sometimes so yeah but it's really fast paced as well that's the other thing is uh, you know because it is just a matter of a couple of bullets until you die, it's either just crawling around because yeah. you don't want to get noticed, or you're you know you run in and just try and take them out. So, well, I do anyway. It's That's good pretty fun. sick. <laughs> but, so, yeah. I'm looking at the PlayStation Store with the credits that you can buy, mm-hmm. and. Um, I mean, it's Ubisoft, so I shouldn't have fucking asked if there's yeah. going to be in-game shit. That seems to be their MO at the moment. But yeah, it's got 600 credits for 8 bucks, Wow. And then 7,560 credits for $76. Um, You'd have to be pretty into the game to want to keep spending yeah. money on it. Yeah. That's like buying the game twice. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure that that would probably unlock everything. Such a random sounding number. Seems like that would just buy you the ability to open every character. Yeah. Uh, well, to be a honest, couple of just... different credit packs, but seriously, like, is it worth? Would you say it's that hard to get credits that it pushes um, you to buy them? No, no, not at all. Like I said, I, I haven't played it all that much, and I think I'm level ten, and I've been able to buy about five, six characters. Anyway, so it doesn't really take that long. And there's goods and bads. So you've got, uh, I think there's either five or six different um, uh, 
different like Rainbow Six special ops teams that you can pick from around the world. So there's Russia and Germany and America and so on. Um, so you've got all those guys and then there's two bad guys and two good guys. So there's terrorists and actual black ops. Um, and each of them have different things. Like some of them will have, uh, there's a guy called smoke and he can set, uh, like, um, detonated charges that push out toxic gas and stuff. So, uh, smoke grenades and things like that. So you can have like a really good team together and the game would be really good. But when you're just getting dropped in and you don't know anybody, you can't, you're not communicating, everybody's just choosing whoever the hell they want, um, it, uh, it's not as tactical as the game is meant to be. Yeah, which is, I think definitely. The, when you're making a game like this, that's the only thing that you're really making it for because having you know, a proper 5v5 game in this would be really, really good fun. Yeah. So if you did have that, then you know, this would definitely be the, the game for a land type thing. Yeah. It would be awesome. But uh, apart from that, it's not the kind of game that you get excited about just getting dropped into, which is a bit of a shame. Fair enough, fair but enough. But I'd still, I'd still give the game a good three and a half out of five. Drop bears, for sure. Because it is a good fun game. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically for people who like that kind of shit. Well, yeah, exactly. Because if you don't like getting shot in the face and dying real quick... And not and being then, able to come back. And then just bleeding out. Yeah, it's yeah. not the coolest thing. So. <laughs> If you're the first one to die every time you play Call of Duty, probably don't play it. <laughs> yeah, like me. Fair enough. So um, while we were in between episodes, the PlayStation Experience happened, um, which was the PlayStation, I guess, that's the it's like a gaming convention that PlayStation specifically put on themselves and they show off a bunch of cool shit um, there aren't enough of them all year yeah well this one's cool because like their whole thing is for the players right yeah and if they put on a fucking show for you for the players that's what it is and it's just a massive chance for fans to just geek out at playstation yeah, shit exactly um and it's a good chance for them to have their own platform not you know e3 you've got all these different publishers having their press conferences and same at Gamescom, uh, Paris Game Show and all that kind of shit, Tokyo Game Show. What's it called in Paris? Paris Games Week. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so they've got this fucking whole weekend blocked out just for them um, and for their announcements and they announced some pretty cool shit. They showed the first, uh, oh, well, another trailer for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. It turns out that's going to be um, I read somewhere somewhere something about it being episodic or something like that. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's the exact translation because it's a Jap- it was a Japanese guy in an interview, but oh, okay. it might be like <clears throat> so it's a telltale game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be like they um they make Final Fantasy VII and then they make a few other Final Fantasy VII games around the story. Um, or it could just be that they do the sections of the games in an episode, like a fucking yeah. Telltale game. Or I don't know. I haven't looked up, the, looked into or the details too much. I just thought it was too daunting these days to give people a hundred and twenty-hour game straight up so yeah. they can make you bite in chunks. I don't know, but it looks <laughs> fucking cool. And um, and I mean, so many people I know are like, I will buy that day one, yeah. and that's going to make a lot of money for Square Enix. Mm. 
yeah, it's definitely a big franchise for him, and that one particularly still gets played. Mm. And speaking of JRPGs, they also announced the new sequel for Nino Kuni, Nino Kuni Two, Revenant Kingdom, I think it's called, or something like that. Which um, I don't know if you'll remember. Twenty thirteen, Nino Kuni came out, and I can't remember if I said it was my game of the year, but it would have been up there. Yeah, it was top five. Yeah, because that was a really well done game, um, like cartoony style JRPG, kind of aimed at kids, I guess, but with some kind of dark themes at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the fighting style was a bit like Pokemon, like you would you'd capture things and have them fight for you while you're cool. fighting alongside them. Yep. So it was pretty cool. Um, obviously, otherwise I wouldn't have said it was my fucking game. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm pretty keen for Nino Kuni too. I'm not sure how it'll go because it's a bit different from the first one, from what I've seen. But I'm definitely gonna probably, definitely get that. Definitely, yeah. probably, definitely, definitely, probably. So uh, yeah. Speaking of of uh, number twos, um, the list of PS2 games that are now being emulated on the PS4 has just been uh, released, and some of these games are already available. Mm. Um, you can go on the store and grab them at the moment. Is there um, like a separate section for them? Um, so you'd think so, wouldn't you? I'd, yeah, I, I haven't seen are. one. I haven't seen one. Uh, there are those just digital only games that they have on there, mm. and I'm pretty sure it falls under that. But they're like 15 bucks, and to be honest, these games are what 20 years old. Some of them, 15 years at least. Most yeah, of yeah, them, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, and 15 bucks each is getting a bit rich. Understandable that they need to make some money off it, but they haven't brought out a hell of a lot of games. Like there was, what, a thousand games on the PlayStation 2 by the time it finished its run. Um, you know, and there are some, some great games that they've highlighted to bring out, like the, the Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas, Vice City kind of um, you know, I, you know, group. I, I think they're available already in other regions, but not in Australia, the Grand Theft Auto games for BS2. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I mean, it doesn't make sense because they were available on PS3, but I remember seeing in the store update announcement thing on the PlayStation blog that they said those games, but they're not on the list. Like, they're not available from what I can now. see. Um, yeah. There's like the Mark of Cree or Cry. Oh, yes, yeah. Rogue Galaxy, is that a PS2 one? Yep. And um, and also with the announcement or the new trailer of Final Fantasy VII Remake, they finally put the PS1 version of Final Fantasy VII available for PS4 as well. If you're oh, willing wow. to, if you're willing to fork out twenty four bucks for it, <laughs> but you get a theme for your PS4. Yeah. If you're a huge fucking fan, why yeah, not? Well, why not? Um, Twisted Metal months. Black, Dark Cloud, War of the Monsters. So there's and only up the lad, I think. Uh, I think so there's only not. there's only five games. Oh, well, there you go. From it's what a I can see, bit of a piss poor right effort, there. really. Yeah. I mean, you know, what 120 games or something it was that uh, um, Xbox brought forward from the Xbox 360. Yeah. Uh, that was a long list of games, and there's some fucking ripper titles in that. And the good thing about it as well, which Xbox seems to be 
you know, using to their advantage, which they should, is if you bought um, there's the Halo um, Guardian Edition or whatever it was, where it was you know the remake of Number One, um, that came with downloadable versions of the other games, like of of all the 360 games for Halo. Um, there was also Gears of War, the remake of Number One Remastered. I bought that the other day, and I just got my email not long ago saying that I now own um, version one, two, and three, and Judgment Day. So as as you know, Xbox 360 games. There was also uh, Fallout 4. You got a copy of Fallout 3 as a download code. Mm. Um, and I just saw yesterday that um, Just Cause 3 on the Xbox comes with Just Cause 2. So, I mean, that's that's fantastic. I mean, you're talking, if you're looking at just Fallout 4 coming with a code for Fallout 3, you're talking 200, 250 hours of gaming if you really want to. That's a fucking bargain for under 100 bucks, which most places are selling Fallout 4 for under 100 bucks. But, yeah, I mean, the, the games that have come out for the PlayStation 4 just don't cut it for me. I, and I oh, know PS2 that, you know, games, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know the games are going to change uh, and there's going to be more added but um, it just seems like a bit of a, a little bit of a catch-up that the Sony guys are trying to do because they've seen that uh, you know Xbox is using know. it to their advantage. But I don't think it's anything comparing because it's PS2, not PS3. Well, that's true as well. So, yeah. like PS2 games are available on PS3, so I guess this is just them being like, yeah, we're pushing that on as well onto the PS4. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I don't think they give a shit about backwards compatibility at PlayStation. They don't seem to. No. Because they're already fucking annihilating the Xbox in sales by mm. like a double. friggin' shitload. Mm. So they're not exactly shaking in their booties at this friggin' backwards compatibility. <laughs> because, no. But um, it's just, you know, I mean, we're, got, we've, we're coming down to the point where it's, it's almost... Value a, add. Yeah, a gimmicky value add. And but it is just that, you know, and and it's something added that you get for nothing. Yeah. Which when you're looking at buying one of the consoles for Christmas as a parent or whatever, you're going to be going, okay, well, you know, little Johnny's going to need games for this. Oh, look, there's so many games I remember from the Xbox 360 that uh, you know he can play. Parents are not going to say that. <laughs> this one would. <laughs> yeah, but the ones who are going, oh, little Johnny wants a gaming console. What oh, do I get him? he wants a games box. Yeah. <laughs> one of those Xbox 4s. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. right. Like, and <laughs> to be honest, Just Cause 2 with your copy of Just Cause 3 and Fallout 3 with your copy of Fallout 4, that shit does not interest most people because those are old fucking games and who the fuck has time to play old games? Yeah, well, only people, good. only people who but have like still... the huge back. And honestly, if you're getting an Xbox One for backwards compatibility, you're not getting it so that you can buy Fallout Four and get Fallout Three. You're buying yeah. it so you can play the 360 games that you already have. True. Which is probably just Cause Two and Fallout Three. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the PS2 options that they've got available for PS4. Uh, I think it's just like a fan service thing. Yeah. Um, 
if you're a if you've got nostalgia around the games that are there, then get them. Um, if not, fucking leave them. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, I don't want to play old games. I don't even want to play PS3 games, let alone PS2 games. Well, that is very true. I don't have time. I've got so many games that I haven't finished already. Mm-hmm. It's four, and it's been only been out yeah. two bloody years. <laughs> They're piling up. Yeah, it's a long list. Well, anyway, that that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, there was a bunch of other stuff at PlayStation Experience. If you want to um, find out about it, just go to the PlayStation blog and scroll back a few weeks mm. um, or a week or something. But who wants to read old news? So much new news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there were some cool announcements in regards to the VR, PlayStation VR, just games for it and stuff like that, and um, and lots of trailers for stuff that's coming out. You know, Ratchet and Clank is coming out in April. Oh, and Unravel release date was announced today, February 9th next year. So you can already You can already um, pre-order it on the PlayStation Store for thirty bucks. Wow, digital. that's good. Yeah, so um, thirty bucks, and that game looks fun. Yeah, so I would suggest that you all go out and pre-order it. Well, by go out, I mean stay in and pre-order. It. <laughs> Just pre-order. Because from what I played at um, PAX, the game is super fun. It's the, ch- the puzzles are challenging, and the character is just so endearing. Um, so you know, definitely worth a look. And the guy, like the company that made, okay, so EA are publishing it, but the developers who made it, they're like a, a ten-person team or something. Mm. So you know, it's still a kind of an indie game. But, that um, that uh, introduction they had at E3, that was, for me, almost the best video that I saw during all of E3. Yeah. Because you could see, and I mentioned it on the podcast, but you could see how passionate this dude was, and you could see how shit scared he was to be standing up in front of all of those people. Mm. It was so just endearing towards him you know what i mean like you see all these other ceos and shit get up there and they fucking speak in front of a million people every day this guy doesn't he works in his garage with his mates well not in a garage he's got an office at at that kind of a level that's and he's made something that is incredible yeah and you can see the you can feel the passion when you're playing it as well like it is so well made and yeah, you can just feel the love that was put into making it. So, well, that's yeah. definitely look one we're February, looking forward to. February 9th. So, lovely. I'm looking forward to that. Well, that pretty much wraps up the show. Like I said, uh, we may not be recording a game before Christmas, as we mentioned. So, if we don't, we will say our Merry Christmases to you now. And uh, hope, hope you get you a have, lot of good presents. Yeah, hope you get some great games you've been hoping for yeah. and a couple of uh, you know, new controllers, maybe. New rubber on your uh, on your thumb pads again. <laughs> that might be something. You cool. know, I was looking at a picture of one of the red controllers the other day, and I know they've been out for a while, but man, they look pretty sick. The yeah. red ones. Yeah, they've got a bunch of different. Col- uh, I was going to say flavors. <laughs> they got a bunch of different flavors. <laughs> of they all controllers. taste like sweaty hand. Yeah, no, I've still got my my twentieth anniversary one. It hasn't clapped out yet, so oh, that's good. I haven't yeah. belted it around. I've still got one in the box at home that I'll sell for. You know, less than I paid for it yeah. in 30 years' time. <laughs> Most probably. People will be like, the fuck wants that? It's yeah. Like a 30-year-old controller. F- How do you plug that in? What the hell's an <laughs> HDMI? Where's the wireless headset? 
That's right. What is happening here? Where's... Why do I have to touch something to control it? Yeah. What's happening? This should beam directly into my face hole. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Merry Christmas to everybody. We hope you have a good break. Uh, we will be back before New Year's to do our Game of the Year episode. So check that one out when it drops. But in the meantime, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll, you know, if you wanted us to talk about anything or if you have any Game of the Years that you want us to talk about, please make sure you email us at, uh, that would be podcast at dropbeargaming.com. Nice. Would be. Uh, it would be. Um, and we'll definitely try and bring it up. If you just want a quick shout-out for the end of year, um, then just say good day and tell us what you think of us or just maybe be nice <laughs> instead yeah. of telling us what you actually think. And you know what um, you could do? If you're stuck for a, um, Christmas present ideas for people, for your friends and family, why not give them a link to our fucking podcast? <laughs> there you go. That's <laughs> probably the cheapest, dodgiest fucking Christmas present ever. But I would it's be so, so enjoyable. Off. It's an enjoyable I'd... gift for you. Well, them. Yeah. And it's the gift that keeps on giving their ears like a bashing. So Yeah. But yeah and give them a headache. You know, Australia. Yeah, that's Drop right. Support local people. Exactly. <laughs> Do that. Do it. All right. Anyway, that's the end of this episode before we get even worse. Cheers. Um, Everybody have fun, take care, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. See you later. Bye.